The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to 5 $100 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. And we are giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props Contest. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Catching our breath from the third, I guess, super speedway race of the 2022 season is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez, and we are back for yet another week of fantastical fun uh, here in the NASCAR gambling community. Uh, hats off to everybody that we've been talking to or, or have met so far this season. Cody, I mean, we're we're not halfway. We're like a third of the way through, and, and this is kind of that reset point, I think, at, after Talladega that we're, everybody's just sort of like, this is a marker, right? This is, this, we've hit a marker in the season, and, and now we're going to continue to move on. But what a wild ride this has been so far. Dude, it's been wild. It's been fun. Uh, so much excitement. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, this is kind of the marker. The last two races were big, big question marks, super speedways. You never know what's going to happen. Kyle Larson finally shows up at one. Uh, Bristol Dirt, again, didn't know really what to expect there. We've kind of been to all the different styles of tracks now. We've gotten a little taste of everything. Now going forward, things kind of smoothing out a little bit. We don't know exactly what to expect. And from what we've seen so far, we might not know at all this season what to what then we're going to know what to expect. But uh, yeah, I think this is kind of a, a little turning point and, and we're going to get on more of a, we sort of know what to expect field from here on out. And yet again, like you said, we don't know what to expect. That's the fun part about it. I mean, we've seen these races play out and, in the last few seasons as they have because of the car that they had, but bringing a new car to new tracks. I, we were talking about it in, in the show that we were in a couple of days ago on the back road, which I, I, you know, co-host too every couple of weeks. Um, but when we'll just jump right into to Geico, it was the Geico 500. It was the Talladega super speedway. Uh, that is known for its fair share of gigantic wrecks, uh, just wall to wall action. But to me, this Talladega felt a little different in that it had its own identity, not just overall, but at different points in the race. We had talked about it, like I said before, go watch that show. It's out there in between media's back road. Cody and I got a chance to uh, jump on together uh, to, to commit pod adultery. Uh, but, you know, the, like I said, the race had its own identities in the beginning. You know, it was all, it was, it was double wide. It was balls to the wall. It was everybody just trying to make passes. And it was just a ridiculously crazy race couple of wrecks happened. They started to tone down a little bit. Then you watch them single file spread out for a little while and just ride around collecting laps, just catching their breath, making sure that nothing bad happened and that they didn't tear up their car before the end of the race. And then it just got back to normal. It was, it was back to double wide. It was back to three wide passing. It was back to trying to find the right drafting partners. And, and toward the end, uh, obviously, we know exactly what happened. 
uh, where, where Kyle Larson, I don't know, did Kyle Larson things and moved up in front when he probably shouldn't have. Uh, we got robbed of an Eric Jones victory, but we got a Ross Chastain backing into a win uh, situation in the end. So, yeah, I mean, Cody, what were your takeaways from the race? Well, yeah, like you said, I mean, thanks for having me on that show, too. It was super fun. I mean, I personally can't get enough of you between this show, <laughs> that show, fantasy football show. So if for no other reason, check it out to hear Rod's beautiful voice. And you get to see his beautiful face. You're going to have to deal with mine, too, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, you can look past that. So, no, I, I mean, I, I thought it was a super good race. It, it was exciting. And, and like you said, it was different at different points in the race. I mean for them to kind of be going all out at first. And then, I mean, the la like we talked about on that show, the last stage went completely caution-free. I mean, they didn't wreck until the last lap, which is not something we normally see. A lot of times at these super speedways, it seems like we end up with three, four, five tries at overtime, and there's like three cars left, and it's whoever gets there first, you know, whoever can survive the chaos. So we didn't see that. Um, also, like we had talked about there, I, I think these cars maybe showed that they can take it a little more. They can handle it. We saw when the 24 was pushing the 43, he was all over the place. He was working that steering wheel. His car was swinging back and forth. And, and in the past, there would have been no way to control that and keep that car in control. And they, he would have wrecked and took out half the field. And that didn't happen. So uh, I think that's just another compliment to this car of they're able to drive it a little better and maybe hang on a little better maybe rides a little bit better in the draft and under the pressure like that. And one little tiny thing doesn't send them careening off and take out half the field. So, and, and then I think, uh, I, I mean, there wasn't a bunch of the super speedway plate track veterans up there at the front at the end. Joey Logano was out at that point. Denny Hamlin had run out of fuel with a couple laps to go. Ryan Blaney wasn't really up in the mix that much. So, and Brad Kozlowski, man, he kept shooting himself in the foot all day. Uh, so much for my pick there. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so it, w it was a new group of guys. Eric Jones, Kyle Larson, definitely. We don't ever see him up there. You know, you had some regulars, Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace, and then we're up there. But, but for the most part, not the same usual suspects. So I, I think that made a difference. And I think these guys have seen, if you make the move too early, you end up getting wrecked with two or three laps to go. Then you end up going 10 laps down after five overtimes and losing a bunch of spots. So everybody kind of waited and they really waited until the front stretch on the final lap before they started making their moves. Uh, Eric Jones should have kept down on the bottom. He probably would have won that. I think um, Kyle Larson. I mean, there's been the whole thing, <laughs> real a whole big thing about him just driving up and, and into Kurt Busch basically. But I, I think at that point he doesn't even know the 45 is there. I think he's, trying to make a move to make the pass for the win. He's not looking in his rearview mirror. The spotter's not looking at what's behind him. They're only trying to get around that 43 car. Kurt Busch just happened to be there, and so it caused a wreck. And, I mean, that's what you're going to get. How many times have we seen that on super speedways on the last lap coming to the line? They usually wreck because of things like that happen in the 500. It's going to happen next time we're on a super speedway. It's going to happen almost every time. So, But overall, loved it. I thought it was a great race, and I'm loving this new car. I, I like I said, like you said, I mean, it really can take a beating. And that's really, I think, what the sport was lacking was the car's ability to actually withstand some of this beating and bumping. Because on a super speedway, you're right. Any sort of hit that we saw, because it wasn't as if they were just love tapping them. I mean, these guys were full on ramming speed at some points where they were catching a giant uh, uh, run that would normally mean that they would have to jump up in the lane, right? No, but these guys were like, nah. -uh. We're, we're going straight forward into you. And, and Yeah, there was some bump drafts that were just – yeah, and, and it didn't always work out good. I mean, that's how Joey Logano got taken out mm -hmm. on that restart. He just – you know, Bubba got into him, and then he got into Truex, and it just sent him into the wall, and that happens. But again, I'm surprised we didn't see a lot more of that, and I think that is testament to this car. That other – that last car was just so fragile compared to this new car, and I think they've done a wonderful job on this new car. I absolutely love it. For context, there's only six cautions this entire race. Believe it or not, only six cautions. And the biggest one collected the 22, the 2, the 99, the 42, the 21, the 18, the 38, the 41, the 47. So eight cars, which or nine cars rather, which seems like a lot. But at Talladega, 
that's that's a small one. That's at nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's a mini big one right there. That's not yeah. even that's not even the biggest one we've ever seen. So uh, for for only the biggest caution of the day to take out nine cars, and it didn't even really take them all out. I mean, yeah, it took out Logano, but I think Cindric was still able to to pull a little something. Poor Suarez. Yeah, well, and that was another thing we saw too. I mean, you saw Cindric. He could get up in the draft and survive until he got to the front of a pack. Once, if he was the lead car, you could definitely tell he slowed way down. But, but to a testament of how the car can hold up, while he was in the pack with the error going over his car and not hitting the, the bottom of the front there, he seemed to be just fine. So, again, the toughness of this car we saw again there, not being able to lead a pack, of course, but being able to stay in the pack when he was up there. Yep. 41 lead changes. That's just insane. But get this, 8,025 green flag passes in a, in a 500 mile span. That is a lot of passing, uh, roughly 50 per green flag lap. So, and that's all the cars on the track. That's not the leaders passing each other, by the way. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a lot of action. I mean, super speedway racing. It's so much fun. And we didn't even need the big wrecks to make it more fun. It, you know, even without the big one and that it's still so much action. You get to see the lines forming and this guy jumps up and then another guy goes with them or they jump around and leave one guy hanging. And yeah, just, it's, it's great racing. And I love it. Absolutely. Great stuff. All right. Let's take a look at our bets because we had a couple of them that worked out for us. Uh, unfortunately, we could just go ahead and scrap the Xfinity winners. Neither one of us got the Xfinity race winners. Uh, Brandon Brown did not win, although was in the mix for a while, correct? Yeah, he was up there. I think he got taken out maybe the second to last caution, but he was up in the mix. Uh, I mean, he was a top five, top ten car. And same with Ryan Sieg. And I mean, we gave him out. at They were both 40 to one. So we knew they were longer shots, but we were correct on they would be in the mix. They would have a chance. I mean, Sieg was up to third, third, I think, on one of those final restarts. So he was up there. He just he didn't get get the right push or got stuck in the wrong draft and went back a little. But I think we were definitely both on the right track. And again, you're kind of just throwing darts at the board on a track like this. So it was fun. Our, we we wanted some forty to ones. You you yeah, wanted exactly. another one. That's what you wanted. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Got one already. You know, I was, I was going for that second one. You wanted to bank quite. that. Uh, all right, you had Elliot over Larson, uh, and that was close. That was actually closer than I think it seemed all day. Uh, we know Larson finished fourth, but Chase Elliott finished seventh. And for the most part, it was Elliott running ahead of Larson until. I guess the middle of the race and then Larson found his way to the front and kind of kept there. Yeah. And I mean, I think the lack of chaos is what helped Larson do better than the normal, but I'll give it to him. I mean, I would make that bet 10 out of 10 times again, if, if you give it to me today, but um, it just, it didn't cash this time. But again, like we said, everything's kind of a coin toss on super speedways. Larson, that's his best career run. I think on a super speedway ever, he did great. He was in the mix. He had a chance to win that at the end. I don't know what he maybe could have done a little different. I think obviously taking the, the route he took didn't quite work out, but uh, maybe if he kept low and just nudged Jones, I don't know. But he was up in the mix. Give that to him. Hendrick was, I mean, they had all their cars together most of the race. They kind of got separated at one point and found each other again, uh, you know, got back together. So they looked really good yet again. Um, and Larson was good this race. I mean, Elliot only finished three spots behind him. That's a coin toss. I mean, and Larson, that's what Larson reckoned on the last lap. So that could have easily, Elliot could have passed him there and, and cashed that. So I would take it again, but you know, Larson, he, he proved me wrong this time. I'll, I'll give him, give him, give him the win on that one. Eh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait till we go to Daytona. I'll fade him again. <laughs> uh, I had Ross Chastain as a top 10. Damn it all if I did not pick him to actually win and or a top three finish. We could have been more in the money, but uh, I was being conservative in giving a top 10 because Super Speedway, like they we take said. Take any win you can get at yeah. Super Speedway. You any just any don't bet know. you cash is more than you should have expected to cash. Exactly. So Ross Chastain obviously hit that top 10. Um, you know, just bad luck for Chris Buescher. Uh, you had him as a yeah. top three. Looking plus back, 100. I don't know what I was thinking there. <laughs> Look, you had solid logic. He, you know, again, anything can and will happen, and you basically were, were banking on that. I mean, look, he got crashed out after lap fifty six. You can't, you can't yeah, even take that as a loss. 
yeah, it's hard. I mean, who knows what, what could have happened had he not gotten caught up in that one, but wrong place, wrong time. And, and man, I, I think that might've been the wreck. Did you see Kyle Bush get through that wreck? That was impressive. He barely made it and he ended up finishing third on the day, I believe. So had he not threaded that needle there, he could have had, it could have been the opposite results. We could have had Busher finish on third. So yeah, yeah, but just how it goes at super speedways, it was a longer shot, seven to one, just trying to hit something. So I oh did, well. I did comment to my girls though. I said, look, look kids, the 16, the 17 and the 18 are all involved in a, in a wreck at the same time. I was like, there's no 15 car out here today or else that would have been a very, <laughs> very funny instance if that would have happened. Yeah, that, that is funny. I hadn't even noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, look at that. Uh, although you talked about a wreck helping out uh, a matchup, that is exactly, well, maybe not a wreck, but it, a malfunction, running out of gas, whatever, that helped this one. Bubba Wallace over his car winner, uh, his car owner, Denny Hamlin. And I thought Bubba Wallace was going to have a better day than he did. Unfortunately, he didn't, but he finished one spot ahead of Denny Hamlin, and that's all you hey, need a in a matchup, right? <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah, no, Bubba, he, he was kind of in the mix there. He wasn't necessarily up front as much as you maybe thought he would have been. But he ran decent all day. He kind of got caught up in the end, getting shoved into the wall with uh, with that Larson wreck at the end there. But, yeah, it was so weird because we saw the same thing Saturday with Justin Allgaier just on the restart. There was no power and had run out of fuel. So I, I don't know. And that's something – that could come into play again down the seat later on the season with the way they're changing these tires so fast, not getting all the fuel packed in the car. And that seems to be what happened in both his all case and Hamlin's case. They just did it too fast. Didn't get as much fuel in there as they needed. And they ran short at the end. It's frustrating for Hamlin, but good for us because we cashed the bet in. Uh, so you had, uh, well, we'll just go into mine because I had Bubba Wallace to win, and and that's really what it was. Bubba was in the front. I mean, he led uh, several times over in this race. I mean, he continued to get into the front, and then one lap later got passed. Uh, get to the front, one lap later get passed. So he had the speed to get there, but I don't know that he had the the friends up front or the actual speed in the car. That's the biggest thing is the friends. I think just you could tell Toyota was struggling because they they didn't have the friends. There's not enough of them. And if they don't get another manufacturer to work really well with them, I mean, the, the Chevy's basically toyed with everybody all day for the most part leading. I th I would, I guess I didn't look at the laps led, but I would imagine they led a majority of that race was led by Chevy's. It seemed like Chevy's were always up front. They were very well formed up together. Ford's had some weird where they were pitting half their cars and then pitting the other half. And then you got guys like Cody Ware spins out. Well, that takes away, half your group and then Kozlowski gets busted for speeding that takes away half your group so I, I don't really know what the Fords were doing or what plan they were exactly on but Chevy definitely seemed to have quite an advantage over everyone else as far as just I mean they have the most cars obviously but working together really well as well well I mean you look at the top lap leaders were all Chevys William Byron with 38 Kyle Larson with 32 Daniel Suarez even with 28 in there, Eric Jones with 25. Uh, yeah, those guys were all the yeah, lap all leaders. Chevys, yep. All Chevys. The next best one was uh, the Toyota of Bubba Wallace with 15, which, like I said, Hamlin was up there for nine as well. So the next three were Toyota. I mean, I'm sorry, Blaney was a Ford at 23. But underneath that, it was 15, 9, 7. You know, so you're right. Chevys were the ones up top. Are yep. we seeing a reemergence of Chevy, I think, in the sport? No, I, I mean. I think we're seeing the emer I think the emergence is here at Chevy's Chevy's top and Hendrick is leading that charge. Well, I mean, Trackhouse is right there too, obviously, but I think Hendrick is definitely leading that charge. And uh, yeah, I, I think Chevy's are on top of everything right now for sure. Well, let's see if they continue to be on top as we move out East uh, with our next stage, as we break down this week's race at the monster mile. But first, Talk about WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's $10 to win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to 
$1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users, that means you too, can receive a $20 free bet when you win, lose, or push a three-plus leg Build Your Own Bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you got to do is download the WinBet app or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The SGPN is giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Winner takes all. It is a hectic time of year right now between weddings, graduations, spring sports, softball, article writing, and uh, drafts, NBA, all this stuff that we go got going on. We're busier than ever, and sometimes you just forget to take a second for yourself. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that is made to chill. And if you're just like me, you always feel like you're on between work, friends, family, million pressing social issues, and the expectation to be on 24-7, especially on social media, sometimes you need to take a moment, put the phone down, hit reset. That is when you reach for a Coors Light with that phone hand because it's made to chill. I mean, come on. How many times have you said to yourself, man, I wish I had 15 minutes to just sit down, shut everything out, grab myself a nice cold drink, and just forget the world exists? Well, you can do that by just reaching for a nice cold Coors Light. And it does the thinking for you. You don't even got to think about whether it's cold or not because the mountains on the can will turn blue when it is ready to drink. It's made to chill, and it's made to tell you when it's time to chill. So when I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that is made to chill. So go get Coors Light delivered straight to your door. You don't even have to think about where it's coming from. How glorious of a world we live in. Go do it with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Please celebrate responsibly as I said before. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplements. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. You are investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, we move from the super spacious, luxurious uh, yardage and, and greenage of the super speedway to yet another mile track. This one in Dover, Delaware, nicknamed the Monster Mile. We are going to the Dover, Delaware track. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you right now, the Dover Motor Speedway is no joke. That is why it's called the Monster Mile. Yeah, no, no kidding. I mean... Yeah, the Monster Mile is the nickname because uh, it'll chew you up and spit you out, no no doubt about it. So, yeah, it's a mile track, a uh, little bit different than anything else we've seen. We've had some mile tracks, but this one's pretty high banked, which allows for a little little faster, a little more speed. So, um, I'm excited for this one. I, I don't know exactly what to expect. It's been one of those like Richmond where maybe the racing hasn't been the best over the years, but like we saw at Richmond and like we saw at like Auto Club, the racing was a lot better there with this new car. So I have high hopes for this one. I think it's going to be a good weekend. I mean, they wanted to initially they wanted to make this track a mile long super speedway. I mean, that that was their that was their envision. Any that was their vision anyways. So the fact that it runs like a super speed, it's concrete. It's it's you know, not a forgiving track at all for these drivers. So not only do we once again get to see these drivers take on 
a different track configuration with this new car, but I mean, we get to see it in a, in a place that's again, a not forgiving environment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's only a mile, but they're carrying some speed. It's, it's very well banked. It allows them to carry speed. It chews up tires like crazy. That's going to be a huge topic this weekend is tire wear. Um, I would imagine there's not even going to be any strategy because you're gonna have to take four every time, which we've seen led to some problems. Again, we had another tire go loose this past weekend uh, on the 78 car. So uh, the pit crews are going to be under it this week. They're going to have to hit the tires. They're going to have to hit the stops. We're going to see a lot of wear and tear. I think we could get a little beaten and banging too. But again, shorter track, but higher speeds. Like you said, the super speedway is kind of what they were going for. The the short track super speedway style. So, And I think they've accomplished that with as well as they do carry speed on such a small track. I mean, what does our favorite uh, television crew chief always say? Give me, give me four fresh good years and put me back out on the track. That's precisely That's right. what's going to happen. Yep, and he's actually in the booth this weekend. I don't know if you saw that. That's Larry right. Mack, they, they brought him back in the booth, so that's uh, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see him back in the booth again. Hey, we kind of glossed over the fact that DW is back in the booth. I, I, I think I yes. shed a little bit of a tear on that day. That was a good Dude, day. That was so great to see. I, I miss that guy. I, I wish he was back all the time, but he's, he's one of the greatest to do it. I mean, we had him for like 18, 20 years. I kind of grew up watching him do it, and yeah, he's one of the best ever to do it. Uh, on top of being an amazing race car driver before that, but it was good to hear that boogity, 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 let's go racing again. And, uh, yeah, it was nice to have him in the booth. And then Dale jr. I thought worked really well with the Fox crew last week. And then uh, while we're on the topic of Larry McReynolds, that Earnhardt car finished second in uh, in the Xfinity race Saturday with McReynolds on the, on the box, they were close to winning it there at the end. He had himself in position. So props to those guys. It was, it was, Great to see that whole thing kind of come together with the Earnhardt in the three car being the grandson of Dale Earnhardt Sr. Larry Mack back on the box when he had been the crew chief for, for Dale Sr. for so long and all that. So just a wonderful story, and it ended well for him with the second place. I think they couldn't have been happier about that. Yeah, I mean, again, it was all – NASCAR is nothing if not either – emotional or, or rooted in some sort of deep history that you can always look back on and say, this is cool when, when stuff like that happens. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many storylines always within the personal stuff that's tied in with some of this stuff and yeah, wait till next week when it's all the throwback stuff. That's, that's, I always love that weekend. That's always a lot of fun. So looking forward to that, but uh, the monster mile first, the monster mile first 400 laps, 400 miles. It is exactly what it says it is. Uh, you know, and the thing about this track, obviously, it's just we're going to have to see how all of these these new cars shake up. I mean, it, last season when they ran this, uh, there were only 10 lead changes in the entire race, in the entire 400 miles. We saw Kyle Larson go out and lead 263 of the 400 laps. It was not full of excitement to be honest with you. And, and really it was like that for a while because a lot of these drivers that have success on this track have led a couple hundred laps in their race. So are we going to see that again this week is really what the question is. That is the question. I, and I don't know the answer. I, I mean, like we talked about on, on the back roads when we were on there, even if we do only have one guy leading for a while, we've seen at other tracks earlier on like Martinsville and stuff like that where they haven't really been able to jump out to the lead we've been used to in years past where a guy like Larson leads and just pulls away. He's got a 10 second lead, stuff like that. I think this new car is definitely keeping things closer. So uh, I'm hoping on the side of like a Richmond, like we talked about before, like an auto club where the races hadn't quite been as exciting. They became a lot more exciting with this new car. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know that we're going to get a Martinsville where it's only two guys that lead the whole race basically. Or th I think three three different lap leaders in that race, but I don't. I'm hoping it's not going to be that type of race, but that's what it's been in the past. So if it is that, don't be surprised. Well, I mean, Kyle Larson won uh, over. I'm sorry, Alex Bowman won over Kyle Larson by right. two seconds when he that passed was, him. That was the uh, the Hendrick one two three four finish. Yes, it was Bowman, they, Larson, Elliott, Byron. Yep. Took all four top positions, which interesting going into this weekend. I, I think they're definitely the favorites and the ones to watch. And if it's not somebody out of that stable winning this race, I'd be pretty surprised at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, when you saw them in Talladega running together well, it just kind of tells you that they, they are dialing this in and you may want to uh, take note. Uh, I don't think either one of us, so we can talk just a little bit about um, Kyle Larson in this uh, instance where we can. I'm, I'm pulling up our bets right now, so I just want to make yep. sure. Yeah, I don't have Larson. Okay, good, neither do I. Uh, and the only reason I don't have Larson is because, obviously, I don't. it's not that I don't think – Last year was a flash in the pan. But here's the thing. Up to this point last season, Larson had only won a single race as well. And then after, not just after Dover, but I think the, the race after Dover, in fact, uh, Larson started his ridiculous winning streak where he pretty much won everything. So uh, he did not win Dover, but he did lead the most. Race. But that this was the onset of the Kyle Larson that's favorited every week now. Uh, it was about this, this signaling of, of his coming to power, as it were. So I don't know. If history repeats itself, we could be in for another another type of uh, rising of the Larson. Yeah, and then, I mean, this is going to be where we start to see it is, is these next couple races going forward. Where if somebody's going to separate themselves like Larson did last year, it's going to be starting this weekend and going forward from here. So it's going to be interesting. Is it Larson? Is it Byron? Is it Chastain? Is it? I mean, there's plenty of guys that can be. We'll see if, if it is anyone or if we don't get that this year. And the way things have been going so far, I don't know that we're going to get that one guy that, that wins a ton like we have. But we've started to see now we've got two guys that have multiple wins. So we're getting into repeat winner territory. We'll see. I mean, again, it's just going to come down to what we don't know about these tracks. We can set it up as best we can. But when these guys get on the track, they've proven all season long that anything can and will happen. So any last thoughts on Dover before we actually get to our picks? One more thing on the, on the Larson thing too. I mean, he is the favorite to win for obvious reasons because he was so dominant last year. He's in Hendrick. He's in, you know, best equipment. I just, I, I don't feel like there's a ton of value betting on him right now being such low odds because he's, what is he? Six he's about to one plus four fifty The last half. Yeah. Plus yeah. Even worse four fifty. Yeah. So, I would not be surprised to see him come out, lead all the laps, and win this race. I just don't think the value is there to be able to start betting on him like you maybe could last year, even at shorter odds, because it was such a sure thing that he was going to win. I just don't think we're to that point yet. We haven't seen enough to take him at such low odds. I don't think he's this year he's earned having such low odds. I want to look. I would take a top five bet on him. To be honest with you, that that's where I feel comfortable as far as what I would probably end up taking a, a top five bet on on Larson because he does seem to have, have found some sort of a stride, some sort of a, a well, maybe not because Kyle Larson. Yeah, because that's going to be that's that's minus one. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to pay that much juice. Yeah, there's not. Uh, I mean, if you're getting a head to head against like a Toyota guy, I, I would take something like that. Fade Denny Hamlin. You know, I'm all about that. But, and again, we just haven't totally seen the consistency even from him. I mean, he has had a couple of good finishes here these last two races and kind of crapshoot races as far as not really knowing what to expect. But even some of the races prior to that, he didn't really finish up in the top like we kind of expected. So I just, I get why they still have him at such low odds because if he was at higher odds, we'd be all over him and the books would get hammered and and they would eat it if he, when he starts to win, because it's only a matter of time. He, he's too good to not get back to that point at some point, but I just don't think there's value in it yet. At least I know a lot of my friends around this area are, are Kyle Larson fans. Cause I live so close to Elk Grove. So, yep, you know, I it's bet. just, everybody wants a piece of Kyle Larson around here and I'm like, okay, it's cool and all, but you know, you got to show me every season, not just one great season. Right. Yeah, he's he's got a huge following. I mean, all, a lot of the dirt track fans and stuff, big on following him. I just I don't see any value in him yet. We might get to that point later on in the season. Last year, there was points where even though he was the favorite, it was still worth it to take him, and it paid off. But at this point, I, I don't see the value in, in playing Larson. So for now, I'm going to stay away and – We'll see. We, we might get to that point eventually. I mean, if he gets on a hot streak, you obviously have to bet him no matter what happens. But for now, Absolutely, yeah. even sprinkling like a quarter of a unit or even a third of a unit on him or even less than that, 
Math is tough at this time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, there'd be no math. <laughs> there'd be no math. We're all about math. Damn it! Damn oh wait, me. that's what the show is. Oh, Never mind. Oh my god! <laughs> Good night, oh, <no>. everybody. <laughs> What did I sign up for? <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, yeah, it's just not worth it at this point because you would have lost. You would have lost more money than you would have won off of his one win. So, um, I don't know. If, if you like, if you truly like breaking even, keep going on Larson until he sits on his heart streak. So, uh, all right. Stage three. We'll give you these bets and more when we come back after the break. But did you know? That browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy. You've heard me say it before. I'm going to say it again. Because without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and all kinds of other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting one 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. Nobody can tell you're in that little bunker of yours. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It is literally that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. How easy is that? IPVanish is super easy to use, too. All you got to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use that promotional code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. We're always brought to you by PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set and PropSwap is where bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite team and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over and over and over without your team ever lifting the trophies. So go to PropSwap today or download the free prop swap app it's got fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale plus a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and most importantly a first deposit cash match use the promo code sgp on your first deposit prop swap's gonna match your deposit up to 500 dollars to join the real sports bettors on prop swap where america buys and sells sports bets betting is the name of this game and it is time in stage three to give you our favorite bets for this wait for it duramax dry dean 400 betting uh preview show (laughs) hey still not the longest name we've had this season so (laughs) blue emu maximum pain relief 400 yes exactly (laughs) uh you gotta love it and and look every time look this is nascar all right and if you do not get the sponsor right, you are not doing it right. Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, that's the most important part. And, I mean, sponsors are what keep things going. So we're glad they're here. It's just sometimes the names are like, <laughs> we tone it down just a little bit? But, <laughs> like hey, we're still talking about Blue Emu, so I guess it works. I don't right. want your itch cream, <laughs> like, whatever. But, okay, we'll take it because it, you know, keeps the cars on the track. If it works for Johnny Bench and Rusty Wallace, <laughs> sign me up, all right? <laughs> uh, lots of great stuff, though, this week. I, I felt like there was some really good bets. Uh, there, there was some fun stuff that I, you could kind of dig into. And uh, I'm just, I think I'm happy to have normal betting back into the mix after that super speedway. So Yeah, well, I mean, after the last two weeks with not really knowing what to expect on the dirt, and super speedways are always a toss-up. We talked about that last week. You just got to go into it, not expecting to hit anything, being happy if you do. So... Now we're back to a, a quote-unquote normal track. We know a little bit more what to expect. Still a lot of stuff out there that we don't exactly know, but looks like on our first one we're pretty lockstep. So yes, I think are. it's going to be a good weekend, and, and it's nice to get back to the quote-unquote normalness of being able to close more closely predict what's going to happen. 
Indeed. Well, then we'll head to you first because, like you said, we're kind of in lockstep on this first pick, so set yours up. Yep. Uh, so the Xfinity Series race, we're going to start there. Uh, Justin Allgaier, I have him over Noah Gregson at minus 115. Justin Allgaier owns this track. This is his track. He loves this place. Uh, he's got two wins here. He's got eight top tens in a row. Ten of his 11 or last race. Ugh, 10 of the 11 yeah i don't know what it's I'm a lot to say there, but yeah <laughs> he's got a lot of top tens all right he, he runs well here he's always doing good um he's beat noah gregson five of the so gregson started here six times and all guys beat him in five of those six races the one race he didn't they finished sixth and seventh so he was only one spot behind him uh they're both on the same team junior motorsports again chevy they're powered by hendrick basically Hendrick cars. Uh, so they're the best team. It seems like Gregson's been on a hot streak. He's got a couple wins already. He won last week. Uh, I just expect Allgaier to show up again here. Like he always has. He's also running a special sponsor this week. Dylan Hart jr's got a show on his platform called door bumper clear, where it's a couple, three or four of the spotters that do a show and talk about things from their point of view. They're sponsoring the car this weekend. It's a big deal. They're part of driver intros, all that stuff. There's all kinds of media going into it. So it's just the whole narrative around everything. They've put it all into this. I think Junior Motorsports is going to have more of a focus than already did on Allgaier's car this weekend. They want to see that car do well, promoting his company, his show, and all of that. So I think all of that mixed together. I love him to win the race. But I found really good value in just beating Gregson here because he's done it almost every time they've been here together. And you don't have to get him to win if Ty Gibbs sneaks in there, gets one or something. You've got this to fall back on. So I love this one at, at uh, minus 115. It's it's a beautiful bet because exactly I, I have Justin Algier to win. And, and, and you're yeah, the, the stat you were hunting for was 10 out of the last 11. Uh, we're all top ten finishes. There it for is. Yep, that's Algeria. what I was going for. <laughs> but here's, but more than that, let, let's put let's put a point on the fact that uh, uh, I think he's got a, a prime to win. He did win in 2020. He won in this in the spring of 20 or that first race, I should say, the first race of 2020 because they went back to back, and Cup and in in Xfinity. So he won the first race in Dover, came in seventh. But before that, in 2019, two second place finishes. Uh, the 2017 race, a second place finish, like yeah, third place finish in 26. So these aren't just top tens; these are top three finishes. Right, top three finish. Yeah, he's he's always up in the mix to win here. Yeah. So I have a feeling that this is his opportunity to go ahead and punch one through at a track because he's not changing cars. Like this is the car that he knows, and this is the track that he absolutely knows. And, yeah. and you know, that's the other thing too. Uh, I mean, with this track being so grueling on these drivers, like they're working hard every lap. Allgaier is a veteran. He's been around a long time. He's been in this equipment a long time. He knows this track. He's done well here. That's a huge advantage for him over some of these other guys. Yep. I absolutely love it. So we both are on Justin Algier this week, which is a good sign for you guys because that means that we've seen something uh, together that... Uh, and again, we don't talk about this beforehand. I know, we, we don't. go in and, and put our stuff on the sheet. Rod got there before I did, but I had already written my stuff down. I put it in there. I go to log it, and I'm like, "All right, we're we're lockstep on this one." I and I had almost originally I was gonna go with Allgaier to win, and then I decided to change it to the head to head. So I'm glad I did. That way we didn't have exactly the same one, but we're definitely on the same page, no doubt about it. Absolutely. All right. I think we're 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 in the full we're in full fade of Hamlin mode. Still, shout out to you, uh, everybody in the Slack channel. Go Bearcats. Full yep, fade. Go Bearcats. This one's for you. Yep. All right. Next. Bet. <laughs> he, he was asking the other day how we're gonna fade Hamlin this week, and back on the train. I've never left it. I'm fading him every week. <laughs> been fading him. It's been profitable. Gonna keep fading him. Joey Logano over Denny Hamlin, uh, minus one ten. Six of the last seven here. Uh, Logano's been in the top eight. He's always running up front. He's always doing well. Uh, he's beat Denny Hamlin the last two times they've been here head-to-head. -head. Uh, Hamlin's had some pretty good finishes here, some good runs. Again, they're both veteran drivers that know their way around the place. I expect Logano to do really well. I, I'm still not sold on Toyota. I'm still not sold on Joe Gibbs Racing. 
yes, they've gotten some wins. They've been unconventional for the most part. The last lap crash on the dirt, the fuel strategy for Hamlin to get his win. He's still not had a great season overall. Again, we saw it at Talladega. Something can go wrong for him. It seems to go wrong, even if it's just running out of fuel. He keeps running into problems. He keeps not performing top tier like he should be. Now, the only thing that I'm going to go against myself here is that last time there was a whole tweeting thing with him going on. It pissed him off. He came out. He won the next race. There's been a whole tweeting storm this week. We don't have to get into the whole thing. He's the center of it. So maybe he'll be pissed off again and come out and just show everybody up. And that's the only way I can see this not working. But I'm going to stick with full fate of Hamlin and take Logano over him here. I mean, that's okay. And But if he does go out and get pissed off and race the race of his life at Dover and wins... He'll still be fine for my next bet because I have got the car number of the race winner under 12 and a half coming in at minus 115. So it's not really even all that juiced. But listen to the drivers that you've got in this mix. You've got Ross Chastain, who won the last race and has eaten watermelons off of every concrete surface that you could think of. You've got Austin Sindrick, the Daytona 500 winner. You got Austin Dillon, which is eh, okay. He's he's been running well though. He's he's yeah. had a few good races. He finished second last weekend. Yeah, I mean it's not. Yeah, I mean okay. I go in, eh, but you know he hasn't his success. I got more faith in him than Austin Sindrick, to be honest. Well, that's true you know. too. I well, yeah, <laughs> you read my article coming out later. I'll, I'll make a case for Sindrick. Uh, you've got Kevin Harvick, who has basically done so well on this track. I mean, he's won three races of the last like ten years on this track. Kyle Larson, we've talked about him already. You got Keselowski, Corey LaJoy, Reddick, Chase Elliott, who's won a couple races here. Eric Almarola, who's steadily improving. Denny Hamlin and Ryan Blaney. That is 12 cars who all have can be, have a case made for them to win this race. So if I'm betting those kind of odds on 12 cars, all one of them got to do it. And you've got cars that have won multiple times here. So, Yeah, I, I dude, I love this bet. It's... This is a great bet. And to get it as high as 12 and a half being the number where you get to include Blaney, you get to in- include Hamlin. A lot of times it seems like this is set at like eight and a half or something like that. So you're getting it up there. You're getting guys. You've got the full 12 cars because all those numbers are taken. you got some really good guys in there. Uh, Harvick, you know, I'm not as sold on him as you are. You know that. But, uh, you know, but like even in Austin Dillon, uh, he's been running well. He's been performing well. We've seen it from Reddick. He seems to be due if he could just get over the hump. We'll see. Elliott's definitely due. Larson is Larson. You can't ever count him out. Denny Hamlin, he's pissed off. Maybe he does it. <laughs> you know, he, he's still a veteran. He's a good driver. So, yeah, you've got a good group of guys in there that could easily win. And, again, it's one of those things where even if you didn't get the exact winner right, you've got a whole plate of winners. And as long as one of them gets there, then you're cashing. Only pay the juice if you lose. Bingo. I should, I'm going to get a drop. I'm going to get a drop that says that. <laughs> Only pay the juice. We need to get a trademark on that phrase. <laughs> Actually, yes, we do. Uh, you do, anyways. Uh, all right, let's set up your next bet. Love this. Love this guy. Love this bet. I, I just I want to adopt. I don't have a favorite driver anymore, but, boy, this guy's making a case now. for it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Ross Chastain over Tyler Reddick, minus 105. So it's not even juiced up that much, which I, I don't understand. Also, Chastain is 16-1 to to win this race. I don't know if they're not paying attention. We talked about this on the show the other night. There's great value there. Uh, He's not my pick to win this week, but there's great value there. So I love that. But Chastain, we've just seen it week in and week out. He's consistent. He's always up there. Not often do you see him not running well. Now, Reddick has also been running well, but he's had a lot of problems with some engine troubles or this or that going wrong. It just seems like stuff is working against him. And I think he's going to bust out. I think he's going to get a win maybe to the season. But if you're going to give me on a week to week basis, which one is going to be more consistent, which one's going to finish better. I'm going to take Chastain every time. And so when you're getting them basically almost did even, uh, I can't pass that up with Ross Chastain over Tyler Reddick. And, and really honestly with Chastain, all he could, all he has to do is stay up front. We saw that last week. All he's yeah. got to do is find. And, his way and to I mean, this is—I mean, he doesn't have to win. He, no. he could finish tenth, and Reddick is back in fifteenth. And that's—I mean—that's more than he easily could happen. And I, 
this is probably my favorite one on the weekend. I really, really like this one. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just you're riding off of Chastain's just absolute. I, I mean, he's just done so much, so many good things this this season that it's just amazing. Uh, but, you know, and Reddick's average finishing position is 13th at this track. So, uh, again, all he's got to do, all, all he's got to do is finish one spot behind Chastain and you're cashing this. Yep. So, uh, all right. I have got, for my next bet, Austin Sindrick inside the top five. But this is not anything to do with his cup performances here. Uh, I will say because, obviously, he's making his first cup start on this track. Uh, but, you know, the, the guy's already got a win in the in the big show. I mean, the guy started off his cup career with a win in the Super Bowl. I don't know how much luckier you can get. The, well, okay, I, I don't want to call him lucky. It was actually pretty damn good. Uh, no. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, he was lucky. <laughs> but here's the thing. In his Xfinity career, Cindric has never finished outside of the top 10. In fact, the last time he was on this track, he actually won the race. So, I mean, he, he had a third-place finish in 2020, a second-place finish in that first race there, third place in 2019. It, you know, the, the guy knows his way around Dover. Of course, this is new equipment. This is a new series. This is new everything. But driver familiarity plays a lot of, of at least mental uh, preparation in this and you have to think that these guys are spending time in the simulator doing their eye racing thing and and getting all prepped for this in the new car and the way the new car is set up so um i just feel like austin Sindrick has that opportunity to to maybe have some muscle memory on this track uh regardless of the car that's underneath him because you don't necessarily have that much success on a track and and forget it, it, it just because you're in different equipment so I think he stands a good chance of at least a top five finish, and I've got him at plus 750 for that. Not picking him to win. I just want him to get in the top five. Yeah, I mean, for the odds, plus 750, it's definitely worth throwing a little on. I'm not super sold on him. He's in Penske equipment, though. Fords have still been good. I mean, I would put Ford second to Chevy, definitely above Toyota. Penske's a top-tier team. So I'll give that to you. The odds are good, so... It's good there. I'm, man, Cindric is just not selling me yet, but we'll see. Maybe this is the week, and uh, yeah, I, that's all I got on that one. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, look at that. that I, I, the front I'm just, man, he's, <laughs> I know he won Daytona. But. Uh, the Freightliner <laughs> Ford will find its way to the top five, I, I promise you. Uh, all right, and then we're, we'll set up our winner bets now. Uh, obviously, we both said that we haven't uh, named our winner yet, but uh, go on and, and pick yours then. All right, well, I gave out three last week, so I cut it back to <laughs> one. I'm going to take it a little easy. Man, I think this is a Hendrick show week. I think it's going to be Hendrick cars up front. I think they're going to be class of the field. I think they're going to be tough to beat. I find it hard to not see a Hendrick car winning this weekend, so throw a dart, pick one whatever you want to do, but I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. Uh, our friends at Win, at WinBet have him at plus 900. Uh, I, I think that's pretty good value on a guy for a guy like him. You know, there's all this talk about how he's the only one who hasn't won one. Is he struggling this season? He's still the points leader. He's been one of – he's probably the most consistent driver. He's not had the win yet, which he probably should have had at Auto Club before Larson kind of punted him with that block and, and ruined his day. He looked great at Martinsville, fell off at the end. He's due for one. He's a great driver, no matter what some people will want to say. He's in elite equipment, top tier. I think it's going to be the Hendrick show. It's been the Hendrick show lately. So I'm going to pick a Hendrick driver and Chase Elliott, a plus 900. I mean, we talked about Larson. Yeah, he's probably, he is the favorite and the guy maybe you think you want to pick, but I don't think the value is there. And so you're getting a guy that's in the same equipment, has the same information has the same resources at twice the odds of plus 900. So sign me up for that. Chase Elliott's my winner this week, and I, I think it's going to be a Hendrick week. I, I think go heavy on Hendrick this week. Yeah, if you want to look around too, uh, Wynn's got William Byron at plus 900. They've got Bowman at plus 1,000. Uh, and, yeah, just like you said, Elliott at 900, and, and then, of course, Kyle over there at 450. So, yeah. I mean, and, I mean, Chase Elliott too, he's been good at this track. and He's got 11 starts here eight top five finishes. So he's definitely no slouch here. He knows his way around the place. He's more of a veteran driver now. And again, I think this plays into more of the veteran drivers hands this week. 
So uh, he's got the pedigree at this track, and, and he's due for one. He's got it coming soon on an oval, and I think we could see it this weekend. I mean, split up, split up an eighth of a unit on each of these, maybe, or even a quarter if you're feeling froggy, because one hits, it pays for them for all of it. So, um, you know, have some fun. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't even hate. Yeah, if you want to go. Elliot Byron and Bowman a little bit on each of them and maybe leave Larson out. Maybe work the math and throw a little in there, hoping he covers all of them. But I, I, man, I really, I really feel the Hendrick vibes this weekend. I think they're going to show up and show out and they're going to be the guys to beat. Well, they're not going to be the guys to beat because my guy is going to be the guy to beat. Uh, and, and I'm going, look, (sighs) why, why, why? Is Kevin Harvick my ride or die? I, maybe it's maybe it's my loyalty to my brother because my brother's a huge Harvick fan, and since my guy's gone from the sport, I got to root for somebody. So uh, you know, Chastain's slowly making that name, but Kevin Harvick's name is stamped on so many of these tracks that we've been at, and I know I know the last couple of years have been absolutely rugged on the guy. I know last year, look, two years ago. He won everything. He was Kyle Larson before Kyle Larson was Kyle Larson. But then last season, obviously, he fell on hard times. This season's not getting much better. But come on. The guy, at 11 out of 14 of his last races here have all been top 10 finishes. Three fourth-place finishes in a row between 2019 and 2020, and then a win in the second race of 2020. He won in 2015. He won in 2018. Ah. The guy knows how to run at Dover, and there's got to be a point at which you say to yourself, as Kevin Harvick, it is time. I need to figure this out. I need to get back in the winner's circle because it has been far too long since that four car has crossed the checkered line or the check or crossed the finish line with the checkered flag. See, I'm getting so flustered over uh, Kevin Harvick. I, I just want him to win so badly. Our folks at win have him to win at plus 1,200, so... I like those odds. I like the fact that there's an opportunity for him to win because he's run so damn well at this track. And he's starting to gain ever so... I'm, I'm reaching here, but it's slightly the momentum. A couple of good finishes over the last few races. So give me Kevin Harvick at plus 1,200. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I... You could say no. Believe me, this I, is all... I'm 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 out. I, <laughs> best of luck to you. I hope you hit it. I'm going to celebrate with you if you hit it, but I can't do it, man. I I got no faith in him. I he's consistent. He's been running up there, but he just I I, I don't think he has that oomph. I, this new car, he's getting older. I think he's he's crossed that bridge and I don't know that he's going to look back. We we've seen it so many times with these guys. They reach that certain point around this age where once they step just a little too far, they can't can't get it back for some reason despite running well we saw it with seven-time champion jimmy johnson even guys like going back to richard petty at the end of his career didn't win his last so many seasons it just we've seen it so many times before and until he proves me wrong it now you're gonna talk me into him one week it's probably gonna be next week at darlington because he's so good at that track but even then i don't know i just until i see it i'm out on him but you know, I you know I'll celebrate with you if you hit it. You know that, but <laughs> I just can't. I can't get myself to do it, man. I I don't see it in him. I I feel like he's just crossed that bridge and it's it's too late for him. I I think we're gonna see him in the Fox booth next year with uh, Clint Boyer and Mike Joy, and that's gonna be his riding off into the sunset. But or maybe we'll see. Maybe maybe he's got one more in the tank. Maybe in the NBC booth with uh, Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, there they've, you go. They've, they've kissed and made somewhere it somewhere on TV, not on the racetrack. Is yeah, the point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, look. Okay, so last last year the forty eight car got back into the into the winner's circle, but Jimmy Johnson took it there eleven times. That man was Dover through and through. Uh, so I miss seeing the forty eight car piloted by Jimmy Johnson crossing that finish line. It was almost like a foregone conclusion. Oh, we're going to Dover. Never mind. Jimmy's got this. Yep. And I mean, then that speaks to how good Hendrick's been here for so long, too. That I think that's just going to keep going. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, that that's that's really what this is all about. We we don't know from week to week. But all right, let's wrap up the bets and then wrap up the show. Uh, Cody, you started it off with uh, Justin. Uh, I'll, why I kept saying his name wrong? I keep saying it wrong, don't I? 
I, I think so. It's Al Geyer. Al Geyer. Why am I saying Algier? Because I'm getting all fancy with it. Yeah. Never mind. It's been a long day. I mean, whatever. Maybe he likes the flavor. You know? Maybe he know. does. Justin Allgaier over. <laughs> maybe we're saying it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Noah Gregson. I know. Maybe but that's that... Gregson. Is it Gregson? Is it Gregson? Because you hear Gregson a lot, but then Dale Earnhardt Jr. owns his car. He's on TV. He always says Gregson. So I'm like, you'd think if somebody knows, it's probably him. The guy works for him. So I don't ever know. I mean, how I don't do you know say your name? Zeb? Zeb? What? I mean, know, uh, yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. It's a, Two E's. It's the long way. Come on. <laughs> well, look, Via Gomez is no picnic either for folks. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm the king of mispronouncing names. Uh, all right. So Justin A over Gregson at negative one fifteen. I have the same Justin to actually win the race at plus five fifty. Uh, let's see, Cody, Cody Zebs, whatever. He's got Joey Logano <laughs> over uh, Denny Hamlin in the full fate of Hamlin continues at minus 110. Uh, I have the car number of the race winner at under 12 and a half at minus 115. That's a fun bet. I hope you guys uh, consider sprinkling some stuff on that one. Uh, I've got uh, the Cody's got Ross Chastain over Tyler Reddick at minus 105. I've got Austin Sindrick as a top five car by the end of the day at plus 750. Uh, Cody has Chase Elliott at plus 900 from our friends at Win to win this race. I have got Kevin Harvick at plus 1200 on Win to win this race because Kevin needs another monster statue for his mantle before he goes rolling off into the great abyss that is the fox yeah speaking of which this the trophy for this track is pretty sweet if you haven't seen miles the monster is a big concrete monster that's outside the track and they do uh the trophy is miles the monster holding the car that won the race and that thing is huge yeah it's pretty (laughs) impressive it's uh it's great. I love it. Uh, shout out to our buddy Jared from the back road, who's going to actually be out be out at that race today or this yeah. weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time for him. I'm excited for him. He's he was excited to head there. Uh, I think he's going to have a great time. Yeah, I think we're all. Gonna and they they have a casino on track on property, and you can bet on the race there, which I think that's super cool. You can walk over to the casino, bet the race, and then walk in and watch it. I mean, yeah, you can do it from your phone, but actually placing that bed in person and then walking right there to see it. That's got to be a pretty fun experience. Hopefully uh, all these other States pull their head out of their ass eventually. And we can all have that, but be so nice and, and walk away with the cash in hand. Yeah. You can leave the track with cash in hand. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. So if you're up in that area and you can make that trip, do it just for that reason alone. Absolutely. Uh, All right, Cody, let's wrap things up. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Okay, I got one more. Oh, Go Bearcats requested some futures. Oh, yeah. And I think we'll dig into futures later on a little more. But just looking, uh, I was kind of trying to look for some value. Joey Logano is still plus 1,200 to win. We haven't seen him win a race, a points-paying race, in over a year. But this guy's been the king of firsts and new. He won the, the Coliseum race. He won Bristol Dirt the first time. What do we have this year? A new car. So maybe he could put it all together. As far as value, guys, I kind of like throwing some on Joey at this point. So I think during the bye week, maybe later on the season, we'll have an episode kind of looking back and looking forward at stuff like that. But I just wanted to toss that out there. So that's a fun one. Yeah. I mean, uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Ton of stuff going on over there. I got an article out right now with some NFL draft prop bets that I love uh, with that coming on tomorrow. We just we both had some picks we did on the on the big show, the sports gambling podcast, the main show. Uh, they did their contributor mock draft, which was pretty fun because it was giving us a chance who we would pick, not necessarily who we thought that the team was teams would take, but but who we would take with the way the board fell, and that was pretty fun. So had a good time there. But uh, yeah, so you can find me at Husker underscore Zeb. Uh, the show has its own Twitter handle at NASCAR Gambling. So definitely follow us over there for for all our content there as well. Catch Cody Moonlighting too. Derek Yoder, shout out to that guy. Picks by Blaze having you on uh, on his show too. Huge yeah, community. He's, yeah, he dude, he's he does so much for the community. He's got so much going on. He's got that Twitter spaces he hosts every week. I was on there last Wednesday. So that that's out. I, we were at softball practice earlier, so I didn't get a chance to listen. But you can go back on his Twitter page and listen to the whole show. So I'll probably be doing that here tonight or tomorrow. 
because that that's a that's a can't miss. So yeah, I appreciate these people. And then uh, you know, with the show you co-host with the back road, them having me on, it's been a lot of fun, kind of getting some different places, meeting some different faces, and talking NASCAR, talking NASCAR gambling. It doesn't get much better than that. And to think, three months ago, you were just a fan. I know. I got I got you to thank for all this, Rod. Yeah, Rod plucked me out of the abyss and. <laughs> Now here we go. I got F1 articles, NFL articles, different shows all over the place. In the deep end, we're going to make a true DGen broadcaster out of you yet. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find all of my work on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Catch me on the back road. Uh, We've got USFL. We've got NFL. Like uh, Cody said, we did a draft uh, earlier. I've done mock drafts with a couple other sites. Uh, yeah, at Action Network now doing some uh, USFL videos. So just catch me everywhere you can. Uh, again, Cody and I are two of the hardest working people in the business right now. So <laughs> we're just having some fun bringing you some NASCAR content. So for Cody, for me, enjoy the Monster Mile. Hopefully you cash some bets. Shout out to you folks in the Slack channel. Go join sg.pn slash Slack. We'll catch you in there with some more bets, some DFS action, and all the good stuff. So, until next Wednesday, let's go racing and let it ride. In a sweet as a vent.